With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. It's been way too long. It has been way too long since I've been behind the microphone to talk to my DDP family, but the Debbie doctor, the king of college, Podzilla himself, Ray GQ, I'm in the building, baby, and here we go. Welcome back, and there's a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss. What the hell have I been doing? Where's the show been? What have I been doing? Why is the podcast not coming out? Well, part of that is, I mean, it's the off season for college. We didn't have spring ball. So there's really like not a ton to talk about as far as the college landscape. But hey, down here in Texas, at least, Governor Greg Abbott said we're having college football and he expects fans in the stands. I'm not here to discuss whether that's a good idea or a bad idea. All I'm saying is the college season looks like it is on full go. Whether that means the players are full go, that remains to be seen. I guess we'll find out in the coming months but as far as the college season because it looks like that's a go then this show is going to ramp back up and I I am excited I'm ready to get you get you prepared for your Debbie drafts have you starting to think ahead for 2021 and 2022 and I want to continue to provide that actionable content for you via the podcast platform I know a lot of my time and attention has been focused on the YouTube channel it's just it's a two-man organization between myself and Jordan so it's 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 hard to cover all of those bases, but we've got a good workflow, so we're hitting you with content on YouTube, video content. If you have yet to subscribe to the Destination Debbie YouTube channel, make sure you do that. But this platform, the podcast, is where it started. The loyalty of you guys, the listeners, rocking with me from day one. I've been working on some other things behind the scenes, and I want to let you know first that the official, the official Destination Debbie Patreon account is live. It is live. It is active. Patreon.com forward slash all gas because that's what we are doing. All gas, no breaks. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. Check it out. Become a member of the squad. The all gas army. Destination Debbie. We are doing it big 
over there. I can't tell you the amount of back end work and time to really think about what I can do to be a better service to you because it's difficult on Twitter. It's very, very hard to see your messages, to respond to everybody, to analyze your team, to give you that advice. It's it's almost impossible, right? Unless I'm just sitting there all day on Twitter and, and responding to the comments and, and questions that you have. And it's not because they don't matter, right? Not because I don't care, but the sheer volume, I can't do that for all 10,000 people that follow me or close there. But with you joining the Patreon account, while you going to become a squad member, I am going to give you my undivided attention. That's where my priority lies. You got a Debbie draft coming up. I got you covered. Ask me questions over there on Patreon. If you need your team audited, like what the hell do I do with this squad? I just took over this orphan Ray. How do I make that happen? The rankings. I'm just going to say this. The ranking system alone, what is going to happen with the rankings and some people that I'm working with, some good friends of mine in the community, a couple of other projects that we have later down the line are all going to be built out of this rankings engine. And I'm telling you, this is living, breathing, interactive. You've you've never seen rankings look better than what's on the Destination Devi Patreon. You've never seen rankings as interactive as what we have on, right in your pocket. I, I, I can't tell you how fun and how cool this is going to be when we're talking a year from now. And I'd say it, I, you like it, didn't you? I, I told you what was coming. Like this is just the beginning of what we're doing on the Patreon with my patrons, with you guys joining the squad. You're going to get me daily video chats where I'm just, you know, talking about different things that are happening in the college football world, things that I'm thinking about in the moment, extra shows, merchandise, access to film, campus to Canton leagues. I mean, there's a ton of value within the separate tiers. And if you don't want to join a tier and you just want to support the all gas movement, if you just want to support Destination Debbie, then there's also an option for you to contribute that way. But the DDP, the Destination Devi fam, you guys, the podcast listeners, it's because of you that I'm even in this position to do this right now. So I want to say thank you as you head over to patreon.com forward slash all gas to join the squad. Know that my appreciation is sincere. It is it is I, I, I can't express how thankful I am for you guys It's because of you that. Destination Debbie has grown to what it is, and it's because of you and your support that we're going to continue to blow this thing out of the water together, and uh, I love you guys for that. I love you guys for that, but, 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 so much has been happening in the college landscape, especially on Twitter, especially on Twitter, and one of the more... Uh, you know, heartbreaking pieces of news that have, that has come out. Now, I don't really do the news break. Let, let's run through the news, but this is warranted, right? Justin Ross, uh, he's going to miss the 2020 season. There's some stuff that he, it, it wasn't even anything on the field, right? It, from my understanding, it's a condition that he was born with. So hopefully uh, Justin Ross, wide receiver out of Clemson, one of the top rated players in the 2021 class, according to some, definitely one of the top rated wide receivers for most uh, out for the 2020 season. And, I, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like for him down the road. First and foremost, we just want him to get healthy 
and you know have a quality quality life and and not have any kind of lingering effects so football is at the is at the back of the mind when it comes to Justin Ross but when you start to talk about how that changes the 2021 wide receiver landscape it takes a hit although the class is talented the class is extremely talented littered with potential pro bowl players at, at uh you know, at, at the wide receiver position, uh, you know, th- it takes a hit. Justin Ross was a consensus, at least top eight guy, and I'm being conservative. And he has now been removed from, you know, the 2021 draft equation while he'll be eligible. You know, I don't know if a team really wants to take a risk on, you know, a wide receiver with that type of neck or spinal injury or whatever it may be. I'm, I'm not sure all the details of it, but Justin Ross out for the 2020 season, that, that, that's a little bit of a hit for Trevor Lawrence as well. I'm pretty sure that they were depending on Ross to be the number one with T Higgins gone. You still have Amari Rogers there and you have talented sophomore wide receivers, Joe Nada and Frank Ladson. Me personally, if I can have one of the three, it's Joseph Nada. I think he's an absolute, absolute like rock star in, in waiting. And I would not be surprised to see him lead Clemson in, in receiving this season. You know, not Amari Rogers, not Frank Ladson, but Joe Nada develop into that legitimate alpha number one wide receiver. He's got the prototypical size. I think we're going to be talking about him as one of the top rated players in the 2022 class whenever his time rolls around in a couple of years. So just, you know, wanted to speak on the Justin Ross situation and how that affects us. Would I trade for him? The answer is, I mean, what a lot of people will say is, well, his cost is so low, so low, you might as well trade for him. I I just have serious concerns. I I probably would pass on uh, trading for Justin Ross at this point in time. I just, it's, it's a player that I don't want to invest in for Debbie. And luckily for me, I don't have any Justin Ross on any of my Debbie teams. So it's something that I really don't have to worry about. And he was my number 10 ranked wide receiver in the 2021 class pre-injury. So he's pretty much all the way off my board. I think I have him ranked in the 80s or the 90s overall in, in Debbie. So Justin Ross, a, another hot name is Trey Lance, a quarterback from North Dakota State. Trey Lance, you know, you're getting some big named analysts, some big named personalities from some big name networks talking about Trey Lance as the quarterback one in the 2021 class. They say he looked better than Trevor Lawrence. And how dare you even utter his name in the same sentence is Justin Fields. Now, while I think Trey Lance is an absolutely dynamic talent at the quarterback position, currently my QB3 in the 2021 class, there's no way I would even consider taking him over Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. And he did come off of a a season where he completed 67% of his passes, almost 2,800 passing yards, 28 TDs, no interceptions. That's all while rushing for 1,100 yards and 14 more touchdowns. I I mean, he, he played phenomenally last season, but it was one season at FCS North Dakota State. So let's pump the brakes. And before you start saying Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, I get it. This was one season from Trey Lance. Let's see him continue to grow, continue to develop in the 2020 season. And there's no doubt in my mind, he's going to be a first round pick. And then if you want to talk about him versus Justin Fields, then go ahead. But just stop it with the Trevor Lawrence stuff. I mean, Trevor Lawrence right now, he's locked in. He is the 101 in every single format, the real NFL, fantasy, super flex. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the guy. He's going to be the number one pick of the NFL draft next year. He's 
one of the better quarterback prospects that we've seen come out in a very, very long time. Uh, so let's let's just pump the brakes with the Trey Lance enthusiasm. Enjoy his game. Enjoy his skill set. Think it translates. I believe he'll be a first-round pick. But let's slow down with him being uh, placing him above Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields at this point in time. Now, Something else that's sort of uh, sort of rumbling right now in the, on the Twitter space, Scott Fishbowl. The Scott Fishbowl is live. Well, the invites have started going out. And guess what? Destination Devi, we're giving away a spot in the Scott Fishbowl. Scott Fishbowl 10 SFBX. Destination Devi is giving it away. And all you have to do is go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, take a screenshot of that subscription, DM it to Destination Debbie, and you will be entered into the contest. I will draw uh, the winner live. I'll do it on camera. It'll be fun. We'll make a, a good thing out of it. A ton of people have already done it. So you guys need to get on it. If you want to get in the Scott Fishbowl, haven't gotten your invite yet, subscribe to the Destination Debbie YouTube channel, screenshot it to Destination Debbie. Bam, you're entered. We'll do it live, and I will also announce the person when I get on the podcast. But, you know, it's interesting, the conversation surrounding Jamar Chase right now. It's very, very interesting because I myself was one in January, in December, in February. I was like, Jamar Chase, is the he's the wide receiver one in the 2021 class. Like, let's go to number two. Everybody knows I love Rondell Moore and, and Rashad Bateman and Jalen Waddle and those guys. But it's, it's, it's Jamar Chase. It's Jamar Chase. But as time went on and nothing happened on the field, right? The college football season is over. But what did happen was it allowed me to sit back and really look at Rondell Moore's 2018 tape because he didn't play that much in 2019. He played a couple of games, got hurt, sat out the rest of the season. And then Rashad Bateman, to dig into Rashad Bateman's tape and not only what he did this past season, but what he did as a true freshman with Tyler Johnson dominating a lot of the the targets and the receiving yards. Rashad Bateman was right there, right there, neck and neck with them. So it gave me some more time to go back and look at those situations. Look at those players. Look at the players that they played around. Look at the teams that they were on. Watched how often they were targeted, how many times they faced double coverage. You know, it's it, it really made me appreciate what Rondell Moore did in 2018 as a true freshman. It made me appreciate what Rashad Bateman was able to do this past 2019 season in conjunction with a fantastic freshman year. And as I looked at those things, and then I looked at how dominant Jamar Chase was, I I can't, 20 touchdowns in the SEC record, 1,700 yards receiving in the SEC record, consensus All-American, Politnikoff Award winner as the nation's best receiver. There's not, I'm not taking a damn thing away from Jamar Chase. I'm just talking about how good these other guys were. Rashad Bateman's case the past two seasons and in Rondell Moore cases as a true freshman. And when I looked at everything objectively and the the shine and the allure of the college football season was over and you're just looking at these prospects on the field, they're all tier one guys, okay? That's the most important thing. All three of these players are tier one wide receivers for me and right now the tier closes with those three. I think there's a case to be made for maybe a player or two at the wide receiver position that I didn't mention, but for all intents and purposes, those three are the tier one wide receivers in the 2021 class. And that's what's most important. However you rank them inside the tier, 
it's it, the tier just helps you draft better because the draft capital does matter. You know, I'm seeing mock drafts where Rondell Moore isn't in the first round. I'm seeing mock drafts where Rashad Bateman is the wide receiver one taken. So draft capital landing spot, when all of that comes to fruition, the tiers will help me decide who I want to pick. Like I'd be fine with any one of those three players. And that's the honest truth. If I had if you flipped a coin and I got or did roll the die and I got one of those three, I would not feel bad about missing out on on the other two. You know, of course, I would love to have all of them, but all of those are tier one wide receivers. But when I look to rank inside the tier, it's Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman and Jamar Chase. And I know right now that is that is against the grain. I know that may be contrarian because Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver prospect since, insert wide receiver's name, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Randy Moss, whoever the hell else people want to put in that category. But the the differentiator for me, what separates those three is Rondell Moore's dynamism. I just think he's the most one of the most dynamic wide receivers in college football, along with Jalen Waddell, his ability to score from anywhere on the field, out of the backfield in the punt return game and the kick return game, out of the slot, out wide, catching a screen on an out route, running a deep route is just, it's, it's what you want in fantasy. You want that player that you can't scheme out of a game. You want that player that no matter the situation, if they're at the goal line and they decide to run a bubble screen, it's going to Rondell Moore. If you need a wide receiver to get down the field and beat the defense over the top, it's Rondell Moore. If you need a wide receiver to run an inside route and take a hit, use his contact balance and his agility to make people, it's Rondell Moore. He, outside of Jalen Waddle, there's not a wide receiver in the 2021 class as dynamic as Rondell Moore. Can do the things, the diverse array of skills as Rondell Moore. And that is why he is my wide receiver one. And I don't care that he's not six foot. I don't care that he's not 220 pounds. His skill set and the way he plays He wins with power, he wins with speed, he wins with nuance, he wins with subtlety, he wins with dynamism, and he's done it at a place where, at least his freshman season, he was the focal point and nobody could stop him. And I don't want to hear Big Ten because if it was C.D. Lamb, he played in the Big 12. I don't want to hear the conference the the conference confirmation like you know it because he didn't play in the everybody can't play in the damn SEC and LSU's defense was horrible last year Alabama's wasn't much better so let's 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 slow slow your roll on these other conferences and defenders all right Rondell Moore's wide receiver one inside tier one wide receiver prospects for me followed by Rashad Bateman who I believe has the best hands in the 2021 class the way that he moves his fluidity his route running ability, the way that he creates separation and then always extends, making those grabs with his hands, the ability to do damage after the catch, to make ridiculous catches down the sideline, to run all the routes. It's it's outstanding. He's a phenomenal wide receiver prospect. All three of these guys are special, special players and special, special athletes. And Rashad Bateman is no slouch. If anything, if somebody wanted to say Rashad Bateman was wide receiver one, hell, I can't, I can't knock you. 
any of these three guys. You tell me Jamar Chase is one, cool. I'm fine with that. You tell me Moore is one, cool. We agree. You tell me Bateman is one, hey, I can I can go with that as well because that's the type of talent he is at wide receiver. And with Tyler Johnson gone, with Tanner Morgan, another year of experience, you're looking at 1,500 yards. If he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, if Tanner Morgan is healthy for the season, he very well may be the Bolitnikoff Award final uh, winner. Like, I need to go put money on that. He He's going to win the Bolitnikoff. If he's healthy all season and Tanner Morgan is healthy, he is going to destroy the Big Ten. And I'm talking about an utter annihilation from Rashad Bateman. And there will be conversations about him being the best wide receiver. It's going to... It's going to be better. It's going to be better in 2020 because there are some players that we know have no choice but to come out like a Devonta Smith, like a Tylen Wallace, because they'll be seniors. And then you'll have those players where historically LSU, they're not keeping guys for years. Jamar Chase is gone. Rondell Moore, I, I would say with David Bell being there helping him out, Rondell Moore is most likely gone. Jalen Waddell is out. Tamarion Terry, Sage Surratt, Chris Olave. I mean, the class is just, its and that's without Justin Ross. Amon Ross St. Brown from USC. And the, and the names go on and on and on. I mean, it, Brown out of North Carolina. It's Seth Williams out of Auburn. It's fantastic. It's a great-looking wide receiver class. But these three... Gosh, I want to slide Jalen Waddle in there somehow. I want to get Waddle in that tier one, and it's going to happen sooner rather than later. But right now, those three are the head of the class. And then when you talk about Jamar Chase, right, we went through more, talked about Bateman. Absolutely. Jamar Chase is a stud. He, his his physicality at the point of, a cat, uh, point of attack is ridiculous. His ability, his position versatility. LSU lined him up in the backfield and the slot out wide. He did a little bit of everything at LSU. The only thing he didn't do was play on special teams, but they really didn't need anybody to do that because they were just blowing people out, right? But Jamar Chase, he won the Blitnikoff Award, uh, uh, won that for a reason, because he's extra talented, because he's fantastic, because he's great, because he breaks a lot of tackles, because he does have speed uh, to get past defense. He does have really good hands. He does have outstanding body control. He's just, he's built. He's a brick. So any one of those three could be wide receiver one, and it wouldn't shock me. But for me, it is Rondell Moore. It's Rondell Moore right now. And I do believe that with David Bell there, the emerging sophomore, it's going to open things up for Moore as well. So I think we're going to see that dynamic Rondell Moore that we did in 2018. But the class is absolutely outstanding all the way around. Sort of like the tight end class. And I just want to say that I hope... I hope you did not invest in a tight end in 2020 and you just were waiting for 2021 because 2020 was stank. It was stank. There's no other way around it. I know Adam Troutman landed in a good situation. Uh, You've got Bryson Hopkins in L.A., maybe. Uh, Other than that, Albert O is in Denver with Noah Fant and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and K.J. Hamler. No, thank you. It's just, it's just, and he was arguably the most athletic of them. And he lands in a situation where he's behind an even more athletic tight end from, it just, from Iowa, right? The the tight end class in 2020 was not good, but in 2021, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And, and, you know, I want to start out with Brevin Jordan. 
235-240 from my hometown, Las Vegas, Nevada, Miami Hurricanes. Sort of been a Debbie Darling for a couple of years now. He's a true freshman. He had like 30 receptions, almost 300 yards, four TDs. This past season, 500 yards receiving, 35 touch, uh, 35 receptions, two two TDs. You know, was a little banged up this past season, but he's he's a, he's he's a fantastic tight end prospect. Can play in line, can split out. He's athletic. Brevin Jordan, first second round pick, second round pick at at worst. Worst case, Brevin Jordan's a second round pick. That's that's if all things go bad, he's a second round pick. Penn State's got a monster, Pat Fryermuth, 6'5, 255, 43 receptions, 500 yards, 7 TDs, had 8 TDs as a true freshman. Uh, he's, it, it, Penn State is like tight end, right? Mike Gasicki, now Pat Fryermuth. Like Pat, for me, is right there pushing tight end one, and he's going to be a first round pick. He does everything well block, pass, catch, run after the catch. Route running, aggressive in the end zone. Where's that number 87? Call him Baby Gronk. Go watch the game, the bowl game, Penn State versus Memphis. He absolutely destroys a safety. I mean, runs him over. Just the only thing that would have made that play even better is if had he scored a touchdown. Fryermuth is is going to be very, very good. And I don't often invest in tight ends in Devi, but if I were going to invest in a tight end, one of these three would be the guy that I'd I'd, I'd hang my hat on. I'd, I'd feel comfortable making that pick. Brevin Jordan, Pat Fryermuth, and Kyle Pitts, the oversized wide receiver from Florida, right? 6'6", 240, 54 catches, 650 yards, five TDs last year. <laughs> I mean, when you watch him play, he looks like Jimmy Graham in his prime, but more athletic. He looks like a more athletic version of Jimmy Graham. I'm telling right now, the day that Kyle Pitts hears his name called, he's a top 10. He's a top 10 dynasty tight end. Pencil men, top 10 dynasty tight end. He's an oversized wide receiver that's physical, that will destroy safeties and cornerbacks. He's got the route running. Go turn on the LSU game. Derek Stingley Jr. They're putting, they're putting the best corner in the nation, one of the best defenders in the nation on this tight end to slow him down. Outrunning Grant Delpit down the sideline. Thorpe Award winner is the top DB in the country. I mean, they couldn't do anything with him. And it's 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 difficult because co- colleges don't use tight ends like they're used in the NFL. They're not schemed like that. They're not they're not utilized like George Kittle is utilized, like Travis Kelsey, like a like a weapon. But when Florida finally figured out, like, he's our best receiver. He's better than Van Jefferson. He's the best offensive fire piece that we have outside of Kyle Trask and LaMichael P. Ryan at that time. He just took off. He took off. And Kyle Pitts is going to be a stud at the next level. He is locked and loaded first-round pick. He's going first-round, barring some catastrophic catastrophic injury. Kyle Pitts is that good. So if, you, if you've been listening, I've been telling you, man, that, hey, screw them tight ends, man. Wait until 2021. Hopefully you're in a good position. Tight end premium players should be excited about 2021. And that's, we didn't even talk about Brant Cuthy. We didn't talk about Charlie Kohler. We didn't talk about Malcolm Epps, Matt Bushman. There's a lot of other talented tight ends, but these three, that's the cream of the crop right now. Jordan, Fryermuth, and Pitts. So now that we're a few months removed from rookie draft season and we had some time to think and reflect, it was like there, there was one of three sort of rookie drafters this year. It was either the teams that had no rookie picks, the teams that had maybe a rookie pick, and then a team that had 
all the rookie picks. <laughs> like I'm seeing dynasty leaguers with with eight first round picks, with ten first round picks, six second round picks, five third round picks, and I'm thinking, damn, they must listen to the DDP. Because I've been telling you guys, get those 2020s. I've been tell I've been beating the table. Get those 2020 picks. And I'm telling you guys right now, start to load up on 2021 rookie draft picks. Start to do it. You don't want to be sitting there with a pick in the third round. You don't want to be sitting there with no picks in the first two rounds while three of your league mates ransack the rookie draft in 2021. You're not going to want that. You're not going to want that. And as Superflex is the preferred format that we play in, think about it. There's a potential to have three, maybe even four, quarterbacks selected in the first round of Superflex drafts. Lawrence, Fields, Trey Lance, and you might get one of Jamie Newman or Brock Purdy. Who knows? And then you've got three to four running backs that people are going to take. Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Chuba Hubbard. There's a lot of love out there from Max Borgie. I don't get it. We'll talk about Max another day. I'm off of Max Borgie. No, thank you. Don't want any part of him. And then you've got those tight ends that we talked about, right? Just those three that are probably going to be top two round picks. Pitts, Jordan, and Fryer Muth. It's not to mention Charlie Kohler who could slip in there. So you got four tight ends, three for sure running backs, three to four quarterbacks, and then we get to them sweet, sweet wide receivers. Bateman, Moore, Chase, Terry, Waddle, Devonta Smith, Sage Surratt, Amon Ross St. It's going to be nasty. You are going to want to have top 20 picks. You want top 20 picks, and then you want anything else after that. It's going to be fun. So listen. Don't get caught on the sideline like last time. Don't be sitting there begging, begging your league mates, sending out a bunch of crazy-ass offers trying to get some picks. Listen now. Be smart. Start trading for them now. Start trading for them now. If, if you can't secure one of the top guys in the 2020 class, like, you know, hey, maybe Anthony McFarlane a hit. Maybe Antonio Gibson a hit. Maybe AGG is going to do something. You know, but those tight ends, those those lower tier wide receivers. Do you really you really want to draft Gabe Davis? Is that really what you want to do? Is Zach Moss and AJ Dillon are those players you really want to invest in? Flip them, flip those picks to a to a league mate who is desperate to make it, and load up on 2021 seconds on 2021 first. Do it now before it's too late. Do it now while rookie fever, RMD. That's what I call it. Rookie madness disease is still flowing. While the coronavirus may be gone, according to Greg Abbott here in Texas, rookie madness disease is still flowing, prevalent through the fantasy community, through the dynasty community. So make sure you take advantage. Make sure you take advantage of that. Like I said, you want a spot in the Scott Fish Bowl, subscribe to the Destination Dev YouTube channel, screenshot it, boom, you're entered. And then don't you forget, I want you to join the squad. Join the squad. Be a part of the All Gas Army. Patreon.com forward slash All Gas. I appreciate y'all. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to talk college. Glad to talk dynasty. I am here to help you Debbie and dynasty better. All while entertaining you. But man, y'all know what's next. I'm rambling. Drop the music. 